So one of my favorite sayings is that genes load the gun, but diet and lifestyle pull the trigger. Welcome to Becoming Natural. This is your host, Victoria Ray, a certified transformational nutrition coach and expert in the areas of mental wellness and nutrition. This podcast is to provide you with the tools and knowledge you need so you can live a healthy and more natural life in this crazy world full of crazy stuff, crazy chemicals, and all that that we wouldn't encounter in our natural environment. So today's episode is going to be about how what we eat affects our biology. Yes, not only our muscles, our bones, our brains, even the stuff that we eat and the stuff that we are exposed to affects our DNA. It affects our mitochondria and directly, directly affects our genes. So this topic is one of my favorite things to talk about, and it is called epigenetics. Now, epigenetics, a literal translation means above genes. So epi is above and then genetics genes. So this is the study of how our environment affects gene expression. So you may have uh, the gene for something like the gene for anxiety, for example, but this gene may never actually be expressed unless you're exposed to certain things or certain environmental factors, certain foods, chemicals. So this is epigenetics is the study of this and how these genes are turned on and off. Our DNA isn't exactly changing, but What's happening with epigenetics is that our genes are being signaled to turn on or to turn off or to stay off or to never be turned on. Cancer is a really good example of this. So we have linked certain genes to certain types of cancers and people with these genes do not always get cancer. That's because these genes are, you know, if they're turned on, um, you can have someone with cancer who beat the cancer or like had the tumor tumor removed. But if they're living the same way that they were before, whatever they were doing that turned those genes on, they're still going to affect them and they're still going to have those genes turned on. Now, if they beat the cancer, but still have the genes turned on, the cancer may come back, which is something that we actually see happen a lot. Um, so not only are these people able to beat the cancer, but you know, it will come back if they're not changing their diet and lifestyle or environmental factors or whatever triggered those genes to turn on in the first place. Cancer was actually the first gene that was linked to epigenetics back in 1942. However, the concept of epigenetics is relatively new to us and hasn't been widely known and studied by clinicians until about 20-ish years ago. And, you know, this is one of my favorite things about science is that we're always learning more. 
you know, nothing is absolute. There's always another little like hidden layer beneath something. Like we can think that we know something and then we dig a little bit deeper and then we can understand a little bit more why, like why these things are happening, which is very, very, very cool to me. So another thing that we've learned from this is that your genes don't define you directly. They don't. We can't sit here now and, you know, be a victim of our genetics and say, well, high blood pressure runs in my family or obesity runs in my family. That may be true. That very well may be true, but we do now know that you are directly in control of your gene expression through environment and lifestyle. So one of my favorite sayings is that genes load the gun, but diet and lifestyle pull the trigger. So let's say, for example, you're eating all the right things. You really do. You eat your sprouts. You eat only grass-fed meats, wild-caught fish. You avoid sugars. And, you know, you eat mostly a paleo diet. However, you still end up with some form of disease. So you had a gene for a disease and it was turned on. And you're thinking, well, I've you know, I eat very well. Why, why is this still happening? Well, we do have to take a step back and kind of look at the whole picture here because there's many, many, many things that affect our genetics, not just our diet. Stress. Stress is a huge, huge factor. And it's one of the most detrimental things to our health. A new study from the International Journal of Science Methods showed that stress causes novel DNA modifications in the brain that may lead to neurological problems and disease. Epigenetic changes such as DNA methylation and histone modification help a cell control gene expression by precisely turning genes on or off. And this is what epigenetics is studying. So how, how are some ways that we can kind of de-stress because it, stress is a good thing in small doses. It really is. Just like I've talked about before, anxiety is a good thing in small doses. It keeps us from dying. It keeps us from, you know, walking into that tiger cage uh, when maybe we are at the zoo and we see that it's unlocked and we think that might be a little bit exciting. Okay, yeah, but at the same time, we do understand that we could be eaten by the tiger, which would probably happen. So our stress, our anxiety, our fear, all of these things that we think about so negatively are not bad things when they affect us in the right way. So we really just need to use some methods to control our stress and anxiety so that we're not getting these genes turned on. We're not affecting our DNA and, you know, yeah, we've got that gene for high blood pressure, but we're not going to let it get turned on because we're going to manage our stress. And another cool thing is, yes, these genes can be turned on, but that also means that they can be turned off. So I'm going to give you three things that I like to do 
for stress. And this is just something that I like to do. And you can kind of play around with stuff and find your own coping methods. There's all different kinds of things that you can do. Um, there's something really popular called tapping. There's actually an app for it and it's shown to be very, very effective. Um, for people with high anxiety, people who are prone to panic attacks. And if you'd like to look into that, I would just look into tapping for anxiety or stress. It's a, it's a very, very cool thing. What you do is you tap on your pressure points, um, for a few minutes, just kind of repeatedly. It's very, very cool. Um, but personally, the things I like to do for stress is I like to do some deep breathing. Um, so I like to inhale and I use, uh, counts of like three and six and you can kind of do this however you want, whatever numbers are best for you, or if you want to like say certain words. Uh, but I do like to inhale for three and then exhale for six. So you do want to inhale for about half the time that you're exhaling. And if you can, you know, go for a lot longer than three or a lot longer than six, or, you know, you can just make up honestly, whatever you want and just do what's best for you here. But this is one of the things that definitely helps calm me down. Another thing that helps me calm down as well, if I am having some stress or some anxiety is I like to get up and move a little bit. Uh, I don't like to be sitting because then I feel a little bit like <laughs> trapped, um, especially if something is very stressful for me. So I'll get up. I like to do some stretching. That's something that kind of helps. And I mean, even if I'm like in public, um, I'm not going to like get down on the floor and do full-fledged yoga or something, but I will do some like, you know, some hamstring stretches. I can like, um, stretch my hip flexors. I can like stretch my arms and my shoulders, like some simple things there. Kind of, um, take a few steps and kind of walk around a little bit. That helps me kind of calm down a little bit. Another thing that helps me with my stress is I just kind of start to, um, I don't want to say think about other things because when you're avoiding something, uh, like if I were to tell you, do not think about, uh, polar bears. Well, you're just, you're going to think about polar bears. I'm going to be like, literally do not think about polar bears. Like that's not, stop it. Don't do that. You're, you're just going to think about them. And as hard as you try to not think about it, you are going to think about it even more. So what I like to do is I kind of like to take the problem or whatever's bothering me and like segment it down into smaller, um, things and kind of approach it that way. And so it doesn't seem like such a daunting, big task. Like if I have a lot of stuff to do for the day and I never used to do this and I always thought this was silly and I was like, I'm not making a list or, um, writing notes down of what I need to do. It was like, that's silly. I'm not doing that. It's actually very, very helpful for me. So if I feel overwhelmed by all the things I have to do, I will literally write them down. And then I'm going to organize them from what has to be done first or what needs to be done first or the thing that I hate the most of the day. Let's do that one first. And let's just kind of take these and, and put them in a smaller order. And it may not always be like a, a task list or something, but still writing things down 
about the issue can sometimes help because when you can take things out of your brain and put them down on your paper or even in your phone or even uh, talking about them with a friend, it can kind of make it seem less scary and less big. So that's something I like to do for stress. So stress is a huge factor when it comes to our genes. If we want to be healthy, if we want to live really, really good lives, uh, this is something that needs to be under control. And I know here in America, stress is honestly kind of idolized in a way, especially with like work and, you know, traffic and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we look up to these people who are like, yeah, I stayed at work all day. I did all these projects and I didn't sleep and I did this and this and this and this. And I don't ever have time with my family because I'm always like busy and working and I do all these things. And we're like, oh my gosh, wow, this person has, is like doing so many things. That's amazing. But at the same time, is that really amazing? Like, how happy are they? And that's not healthy. That's not good to be so stressed that you don't ever have time for yourself or that your stress is unmanageable because that's where you get sick and that's where we start seeing these genes getting turned on that we don't want turned on. Another thing that is going to affect our genes, so we've talked about diet, um, and yes, we do know like sugars, um, highly processed, highly, highly processed foods. We want to stay away from all of those because those are going to affect our body in very negative ways, including turning on those genes that we do not want. We need to be giving our body nutrient-dense foods, um, like grass-fed meats or pasture-raised chickens, pasture-raised chicken eggs. Um, I got some quail eggs the other day. I have not yet tried them. They're not like pickled quail eggs or anything. They're actually like little, it's like a little carton. It's a carton of 12 and it's so small and these eggs are so tiny and I am so excited to cook them and I'm going to make some tiny little pancakes with these tiny little eggs and I'm just going to have like a tiny little meal and I am so excited about that. But anyways, back to what I was saying is we know that we need nutrient dense food. We can get, and this is one of the reasons I really don't like calories or counting calories because calories aren't the issue. It's, they're really not. Yes. Okay. If you're eating 5,000 calories a day and you're sitting on the couch like a potato and you don't ever get up, yeah, you're probably going to get fat, but calories are not, that's usually not the case. What the case is, is the type of food that we're eating. So let's say I saw a post on Instagram the other day that made me want to pull my hair out. It was a picture of a donut from Krispy Kreme. And then it was a picture of like, oh my gosh, like, like regular food. Um, and next to, or underneath it, it had the food and it was like, uh, 300 calories. And then next under the donut, it was like 100 calories. And it was like, uh, don't tell me that I have to eat this when this is more calories and I could eat this donut. Okay, dude, listen, 
that's not how this works. <laughs> like, real food, it should always, always be what you want to go to. Because in, literally at the end of the day, I'm telling you, like, calories are not the thing that everybody has made them out to be. You're not a machine. You're not some easily uh, calculated boiling pot of water that is raised by one degree. Like, it's... I understand the concept of calories, and yes, like I said, if you're eating, like, an extreme excess and not doing anything, yes, you are going to gain some body fat. However, that is not the problem. It is the type of food we're eating. And that donut that loves calories is full of sugar and refined carbohydrates. And what is your body going to do with that? It's going to turn it into fat. It's also full of chemicals, which brings me to my next point of exposure to chemicals. Exposing ourselves to chemicals is another factor in epigenetics that can turn things on and off. So, for example, um, BPA in plastic bottles, that is affecting our estrogen. That is also turning certain genes on that we don't want turned on. Pesticides. For example, weed killer. If you're using weed killer in your yard, uh, I personally don't just because of the exposure to that chemical. Yes, you might be wearing gloves, you might have a respirator on, but you're still getting it on your shoes. Um, it's still blowing around in the air. It's probably going to get on your skin more than likely. And even then, later, it's still on your yard. Uh, or if your neighbor's using it too, like it's, oh my gosh. Weed killer is one of the worst, worst ones that we can be exposed to. And all the chemicals in like our um, clothing. So if you're buying clothing, um, especially workout gear, they did a test on workout gear from these Chinese companies and they're just laden with chemicals. So then we're, our skin absorbs everything that we put on it. So our skin basically eats stuff. So like uh, if we're spraying perfumes or scented body lotions, our skin is eating that stuff. We're getting those chemicals into our body. So if we're wearing these clothes that are made with these chemicals, that's being absorbed into our skin and we're taking all of that in. So we do want to be a little bit more conscious and, and I understand like it's nearly impossible to avoid all chemicals. And I'm not saying you should avoid all chemicals because you can't. And if you're going to obsess about it, then you're going to obsess about it. And then you might have some anxiety and some stress. And that's kind of what we're <laughs> trying to avoid here. But if you can do your best to, you know, cook using cast iron pans or porcelain pans or uh, stainless steel instead of getting Teflon coated pans, because these are made with chemicals. Um, instead of using plastic water bottles, get a metal or a glass one. Um, you know, try and avoid plastics if, if possible, if at all possible, which is very, very difficult, which also might be a good way for you to try and get away from packaged foods because most packaged foods are made with, uh, plastic around them. They're wrapped in plastic. So you kind of get away from that a little bit, maybe. Um, that's just some suggestions. So 
Chemicals, um, also EMFs, that's something that can affect us a little bit negatively as well. Um, something I have recently kind of started looking into, our phones put off, you know, electromagnetic field and it is radiation. Yes. Um, I do work. I have, I have worked with radiation a lot, ionizing and non-ionizing. Um, so ionizing is going to be like your, uh, x-rays and things that are going to like, you know, cause cancers. And then non-ionizing radiation is going to be radiation that's put off from antennas or, uh, like your cell phone. So those are the not cancer causing type. But if you're exposed to a high amount of that, what happens is it, um, sorry, this is kind of gross, but it'll like cook you from the inside, like a little hot pocket. Um, so we definitely don't want that. So if, <laughs> if you see a satellite dish that is on like a, like a big one, not like your little uh, dish television one, that one's not going to be powerful enough, but a big one and it's on, don't walk in front of it. That's going to be a bad day for you. <laughs> And I'm totally not trying to scare you there or anything, but I am just here to let you know, like this radiation does affect us on certain levels and it can affect our genetics as well. So these are just some things to keep in mind uh, when it comes to genetics and how we are kind of in control of them a little bit. Like, I don't mean like you can sit here and think about it really hard and be like, I'm going to turn this gene on. I'm going to turn this gene off. But we are in control of them when it comes to what we are exposing ourselves to, whether it's what we're eating or what we are being around, or if we are not exercising. Because exercise is a big thing, you guys. Our bodies are made to move, to be active. And when we sit all day, don't do anything, this is when we start to see a lot of problems because for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, your ancestors have been traveling. They've been nomadic. They've been moving. They've been farming. They've been doing all these kinds of things. They've been outside. They've been exposed to sunlight. And now we're just cooping ourselves up inside and not moving. And that's so an example I heard that I really liked was if you take a, if you were to take a caveman, um, or a a wild person from back in the day and take them and, and put them into a home and lock them inside, they would get sick and they would probably die. And that's what we're doing to ourselves. And I don't want to scare you, but like this should scare you a little bit because I mean, we only get one life, right? Maybe you believe that we don't, maybe you believe that we get many, but I mean, and even if that's the case, like, what are you doing with this one? Like you want this one to matter. You want to live this one the best that you can, right? So let's do these things to make ourselves better, make ourselves healthier, go outside, get our exercise, eat well. Don't ingest chemicals from food because a lot of these foods are full of chemicals. Um, you know, avoid these other things if you can't. If you can buy organic foods, do because that's going to help with your 
um, chemical ingestion as well. Also, try and manage your stress a little bit. There's a really cool app called Headspace. You can download it on your phone. I use it all the time. And it has all different kinds of little meditations, mini meditations too. Like you can do like just a couple minutes. Um, they even have one that they do every day. Like it's like a group meditation, not that you're like sitting and staring at other people, but you can know that you're doing it along with other people. And sometimes that's kind of fun. They also have some for sleep. I use that a lot. Um, they have soundscapes too, which is kind of like, you can play like music in the background while you're trying to fall asleep or like birds chirping. You guys know how much I love birds. So I play that one a lot or like a little river or a thunderstorm. It's really cool. Headspace is super cool. I highly suggest you check it out. Okay. So that's all I've got for you guys today. I really just kind of wanted to touch on this topic and, you know, let you know that you're not, you're not a victim to your genes. You, that should make you feel really empowered because you are in control about this. And if epigenetics is something that you're interested in, I highly suggest you look into that more because it is so, so interesting. I absolutely love this topic. I could sit here and talk to you all day about it, but I'm not going to because I'm going to go kayaking. I'm going to go get some exercise. I'm going to go outside and get some vitamin D and enjoy nature and water. And yeah, I've never been kayaking before. So wish me luck. Hopefully I don't fall in the water. And if I do, you know what? It's okay. It was fun. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to have a blast. All right. Well, as always, thank you guys so much for spending this time with me, for taking the time out of your day to listen to me and what I have to offer and share to you guys. Don't forget to check out my handmade all natural personal care products that are not full of chemicals. (laughs) They are available on my website. And since you guys are amazing, I do care about each and every one of you. I do want you to have 10% off of your order. Every time that you order from there, just go to my website, which is victoriaraycoaching.com forward slash shop and enter the discount code becoming natural. And that's one word at checkout. So again, thank you. I really do appreciate you. All of you wonderful people. And until next time, my friends, go out there, do something fun, go get some exercise, eat something really good for you today, go hang out with your friends or make new friends, manage your stress a little bit in some type of way, and have a great freaking day.